boxed, ready for Saturday morning's Greyhound Racing Wrap. Across Victoria, RSN 927 is talking greyhounds. Yeah, that's right. We talk greyhounds here on a Saturday morning on RSN 927. Trent Mason Elder with you. Join as I am each and every week by Simone Fisher. Good morning, Simone. How are you? Good morning, Trent. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. And yourself? Yeah, I'm going very well. Uh, what's uh, happening on today's show? Well, we've got the Sale Cup on Boxing Day, so we'll be talking all things Sale today, Trent, uh, with race caller Kyle Galley and trainers Brett Mackey and Glenn Dainton, who both have dogs engaged in the final. What's making news around the kennels? What has been making news, Simone? Big news, the Group 2 Laurels final was run on Thursday night at Sandown and uh, Greyhound Circle of Dreams, trained by Angela Langton, ended up winning and flossing for Jeff Britton, her partner, ran second in the race. But gee, it wasn't an ideal situation last Sunday, was it, uh, Trent? And we won't go into it, but having one semi-final run and then the rest of the meeting abandoned and the Greyhounds happened to be balloted into the final. People can find details on the website, but... Um, Unfortunately, Black Opium, who we probably all wanted to yeah. see, just didn't get a start. Yeah, very unfortunate situation there. And the the wild weather coming in and uh, ruining the, the remainder of that Sandown card. But uh, well done to the winner there. Uh, let's talk about the Gippsland Carnival. Well, it kicked off last Sunday, as you know, with three heats of the Sale Cup. And we've got a terrific final field assembled for the boxing final field assembled on Boxing Day night it will be. The trainers Wendy Neoclius and, Bo- and Joe Borg both have greyhounds, two greyhounds in the final each. Joe also owns Pru- uh, Black Impala who is a finalist as well so he's got a three way chance. Okay and we'll uh, chat to some of the trainers with leading chances in the Sale Cup final. Really looking forward to that. The Silver Chief heats begin tonight. They do. Eight heats at the Meadows. Um, some standout runners as you would agree. My Redeemer, Aston Cometo. Got some wheels who's just recently broken the track record at Horsham. Baruga Brett really looking forward to this series Trent. Yeah absolutely. Now we had the National Draft uh, last Sunday morning and uh, new in existing owners had the chance to get access to 30 of the best pups in Australia. Uh, the best rearers and trainers were all lined up to support this unique opportunity and it went uh, went really, really well. And I think most of those opportunities have been taken up. So that's a great sign for this uh, new initiative. Uh, Horsham are holding a meeting on Boxing Day. Tell us a little bit more about this, Simone. It's a family fun day with free entry, entertainment and prizes to be won. And action starts at 3pm, but it's just a, a rite of passage for many country, cup, or country race clubs, isn't it, Trent, uh, to have functions or events on Boxing Day. It just gets people out and about and um, no better way to spend it. You can we, do it at the Greyhounds. Yeah, absolutely. We had the Hobart 1000 on Thursday night as well and a couple of Victorians engaged, but it was the locals that stole the show. It sure was. So Victorians Huxley and Orson Allen didn't have any luck, but it was, um, like you mentioned, the locals, a three-way a trifecta there. Good luck to them. Well done yeah. because it's not very often that they have such a strong hold in the final because yep. we have so many Victorians. Yeah, there. Leroy Rogue was about $8 out to about 16 had the blows, but uh, got the job done there. So well done to connections of Leroy Rogue. Uh, we saw a new potential star during the week. Sure did. Toy Sun, he won at the Meadows on Wednesday at only his third start, but recorded the fastest ever maiden. Uh, it was The time was set by Betty's Angel back in 2006, but he has eclipsed that and ran splits of a 5.12, 17.68 and 29.75. So watch out for him. Buy Fernando Bale out of Lady Toy. So some staying lines there from the mother, but 
geez, some sprint from the father too. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether he makes your run of the week. And uh, we finish on some disappointing news again regarding the Trialgan track. Yeah, they're having all sorts of trouble, aren't they? So the cl- track has now been closed indefinitely, which I think is probably the best answer at this point in time. Let's get everything sorted before we start um, thinking when we may be holding a meeting and having to cancel it. So... The Terrelgan Cup, which was scheduled for Australia Day, has now been postponed and they are going to try and run meetings, the Terrelgan meetings, at the local Gippsland tracks to benefit those trainers the most. But um, I think there probably will be the odd Ballarat or Horsham that do pick up a meeting as well. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. And joining us on Talking Greyhounds this morning is Kyle Galley, who will be calling all the action on Boxing Day from the Sale Greyhound Racing Club. Good morning, Kyle. Hi, Simone. Good to talk to you. Yeah, great having you on. Um, gee, you've got a, a big job ahead of you next Wednesday. Yeah, it's, uh, thanks for reminding me. Yeah, it's <laughs> going to be terrific. Um, it's, uh, it's a great night of racing, actually. Uh, I was uh, really privileged to have the opportunity to call the meeting last year, which was my first uh, Group 1, and uh, yeah, very happy to uh, to be back there again this year for what's going to be a, an outstanding night of Greyhound racing. And action on and off the track, it's um, always a huge family night, isn't it? Just when you think everyone's exhausted from Christmas, um, they just find the energy to get there and party on, and it's just a full house every year. It is, yeah, and the weather forecast looking really good uh, too for uh, this year as well, so uh, there's no excuse for people not to go, and lots of things happening on track as well as the racing action. And the Sale Cup, the highlight, of course. Three heats were run last Sunday. Was there a standout in the heats for you? Uh, look, I guess you've got, probably got to go with uh, Neo Claire, given particularly its recent record at Sale as well. It came through the Sale Distance Championship Series there and was most impressive in, in uh, winning those two races as well. But um, I've put it on top in the selections, but I was really taken by Dinah Chancer, and uh, I guess you've got to go with the one that's a pre-post favourite uh, in your selections. Mm. But, um, yeah, Dinah Chancer, I thought, even just watching the replay again uh, recently, it uh, got home very strongly from box number five. It's come up with the five draw uh, again, I do believe, on uh, Wednesday night. So it's uh, it's definitely in with a live chance and, and ran the second fastest uh, uh, in the heats as well. Yeah, he has been racing in good form, Dinah Chance. So this will be his fourth Group 1 final. He's overdue to win one of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps it will be Wednesday. But it is it is a tough field, I guess. And the other greyhound um, that we will be catching up with, the trainer, Glenn Dainton, later in the show, Black Impala, looked very lost through that first term. But um, a great run by it as well. Yeah, I, I think the run to the first corner is going to be really significant on uh, Wednesday night. And, I think that's the case at sale, regardless of what uh, all the way the box draw goes. Uh, maybe the two Neo dogs are drawn inside out as well. Um, but, yeah, it'd be very interesting run to that first corner. That's what all the trainers are saying, just to try and get around there safely. But, Kyle, you've called many races at sale. It seems a very odd track. Um, and I mean that because a greyhound that can be coming into the home turn that looks like it's got no chance at all come around that bend and they can be leading um it's just yeah. it's a strange style of racing at sale not a style where greyhounds are getting knocked around but just the way that they can make up ground on that home turn absolutely yeah and i know from a race calling perspective as you say i've been going there a long time and it still catches you out because uh you know the dogs can finish so strongly out wider and from where we're positioned we're 
sort of right on the winning post, but we're quite low down and quite close to the track as well. So they're almost sort of coming at you head on up the straight. So, yeah, you certainly got to have your wits about you, and uh, it still catches me out, that's for sure. But uh, from a race-calling point of view, uh, perhaps fingers crossed that something's about six lengths in front and cruising coming to the corner. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make it easier. It might be Neo Clio too. I think if if it does jump and lead, uh, it probably will be show over. But the Western Australians have had a very good... Um, Strike rate with the Sale Cup. They've won it in 2013 with Dinah Nalen, 2014 with Star Recall, and 2017 last year, Quick Jagger, the one that you called. Um, I know Star Recall went between Victoria and Western Australia, but I, I guess they'll claim her as their own. But um, they've had a strong hand in that, but not this year. No, that's right. They're all locals uh, this year, which is uh, good from a local point of view uh, as well. And it's it's good too to see the two the two real locals, I suppose, the Neoclis runners uh, in Black Tech Neo and, and Neo Cleo as well, because, um, you know, really outside of Dundee Osprey uh, a couple of years ago, um, there hasn't been a lot of uh, local success in the race over a number of years. And that's, in some respects, because it is the, you know, the group one and, and the distance race as well. And, uh, you know, it's a kind of event, and particularly with the prize money on offer, that's going to attract people from interstate, whereas the, the Country Cup circuit, uh, over the sprint has got its own pool of local talent, I guess, too. That's exactly right. But just that 650, I love it. I love the Sale Cup. Just mm. that, that point of difference. Um, it's the only country cup that's run over the middle distance. And uh, it's yeah. And I think just over the years, I've been there that many times, Kyle, and it's just such a great atmosphere as well. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and I'm the same. We had uh, My family had greyhounds when I was a kid growing up and uh, won a lot of races over the 6.30 at sale as it was then, so I've sort of got a soft spot for it, I suppose. And, uh, yeah, to be able to see the 650-metre races uh, for the feature race uh, is, is fantastic. And uh, it's, you know, courtesy of a lot of hard work by the people at sale who've built the race up over the years. And, and as you say, given the amount of people that get there and the layout of the venue, it's fantastic to have the race itself uh, starting in front of the crowd, I suppose, rather than, than over in the back. So it, yeah. it just adds that little bit more to, to what's already a great event. Yeah, and years, I'm just trying to remember now, I forget what year it was, might have been 97, um, Shannon Storm won it for, I was involved with the the winning of Shannon Storm, and it was, I think I handled him that night too, and um, it was over the four whatever the four forty or whatever distance it was back then. So it has gone gone through a few changes. But Kyle, the standout run for me for the Sale Cup and unfortunately I have not been able to find a replay anywhere was Electra back in two thousand and six. And I my if my memory serves me right, she actually went on to win the Australian Greyhound of the Year run of the year. Uh, not Australian right. Greyhound of the Year, but run of the year that year for that run. Yeah. It was um phenomenal. So lots mm. of good memories. Yeah, absolutely for sure. Yeah. Well, Kyle, all the best for your call on Boxing Day. We'll be listening out and watching and uh, hope it all goes well for you. Terrific. Thanks, Simone. Yeah, it's going to be a wonderful night. And uh, as we say, it's uh, free entry for everybody. There's lots of things happening. I'm sure if people jump on Facebook, they can see uh, some of the publicity that uh, not only Sale, but, but also the other Gippsland clubs through GRV have put together for the Gippsland Carnival. It's, uh, it's a huge event and... Uh, you know, it's it's a wonderful thing for greyhound racing in Victoria, but also in Gippsland to see so much uh, effort put into promotion of this uh, this fantastic series, which runs right through to the uh, Cranbourne Cup, which I think is in early February. Yep, you're right there. All the best of luck, Kyle. Thank you. Thanks, mate. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher.
And joining us on Talking Greyhounds this morning is Brett Mackey, who trains Juniper Pearl, who will be heading into the Sale Cup on Boxing Day. Good morning, Brett. Uh, good, morning, uh, good morning, Simone. Uh, a big week next week, and I suppose it's been a, a big time this week as well, preparing for the Sale Cup, given that there's 10 days between heat and final. How's Juniper Pearl been this week? Oh, look, she's been fantastic. She pulled up a bit, uh, bit, bit tight after the run. But we expected that. So, yes, look, she should be fine for the final. It was her first 650-metre run, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was. Look, um, she's only had the four 600s. Um, she handled all those runs on that sort of preparation. And, look, the main thing was we just wanted to try and qualify for the Cup. And uh, hopefully the second run, will be even, she'll be a bit stronger. It was her first start at the track too, Brett. Had you had her there for a trial? Uh, yes, yeah, she went. I trialled her there uh, during the week uh, prior to the heat. And she went. She trialled really well. She wasn't brilliant early. But her split through the through the sections, which is handling that first corner, she, yeah, she went exceptional. And she can run time over the sprint and middle distances, can't she? So stepping up, you can expect some improvement, I guess, each run that she has over the the longer trip. Yeah, well, I'm hoping I'm hoping that's the case. Um, we, we you have to ask her the questions sometimes, and um, look, she handled it well. She's been racing in very consistent form for you. She won the Group 3 Sir John Dillon. Uh, she's a good beginner and quite reliable early too. So jumping from Box 8, do you think she can put herself in the race from there? Oh, look, I know they say that you really need an inside box from the 6.50 at sale, but for, for, uh, for uh, Juniper Pearl, Box 8 is a blessing. Um, she's got no excuses. No dogs can come down on her. Look, she is a good beginner, but she does step to the right a little bit. She can be. She's not a faultless beginner, though. So um, sometimes she needs a bit of room early. But um, yeah, we're hoping this week, though, she has to pink and get on the bunny because there's a. She's racing against a lot of seasoned stayers and uh, uh, experienced middle distance dogs this week. I was going to mention that too. She's only had 22 starts, but she has won 10 of those with five placings. Um, the least experienced in the field, but I guess there's only one way that you gain experience, isn't there? Yeah, that's right. And look, she's been racing against good quality nearly her whole career now. I think after her mate, I think the first up they put her back in after she won the maiden series, they put her straight into a mixed mixed grade at Sandown. So, look, um, yeah, look, and it was just a bit of luck that we went, we stepped her up. Um, when, when it comes to stepping up the first time, it was just we had an option between the Geelong Oaks or or um, a restricted win at um, a restricted win heats at Sandown over the five ninety five, and which because we hadn't trolled at Geelong, we, we went to the uh, five ninety five option, which has uh, proved a blessing. It has, it certainly has, because she looks like she has got a, a career um, over the longer trips. And this week, Brett, like I mentioned before, there's 10 days turnaround, which is not the normal um, amount of time between heats and any final. So is that a, a blessing for you, or is it a bit of a, a problem? No, I'm a lot more confident that I've got the 10-day 10, 10 break. Let's just get over that, that uh, hard hit out. Um, yeah, look, I'm a lot more confident with a 10-day break than if you're backing up with, you know, six or seven days later in the final. There has been some other trainers mentioned throughout the week that it has been a bit of a, a problem because they don't know whether they should give their greyhound a trial and a hit out in between, how far they should run them, risking injury and all that. So I guess it depends on the individual greyhound, doesn't it? Yeah, look, look, Jennifer Pearl always goes best when she, she has a, hit, a, a short hit out four or five days prior to a run. Um, and if you go changing it just because it's a group race, um, you're going to lose the race anyway. Oh, good theory. Look, you've been training her. You've been doing a terrific job with her, like I mentioned before. You've got her going very consistent, Brett. And is this a big thrill for you, the Sale Cup? Is this one of the biggest races that you've been in? Uh, yes, it would be. Yeah, look, I've only been training back for about 12 months. So, yeah, look, um, the last dog I had, I trained Chopper Harley over 20-odd years ago. And, 
and um, he won a Breeders' Plate for us in South Australia and made a lot of finals everywhere. But, yeah, definitely to be 12 months back in to be in a Group 1 race. Um, yeah, it's pretty exciting. I bet it is, and I do remember Chopper Harley. <laughs> Been in it a long time, so yeah, look, yeah, it's a long time ago. It sure is, but uh, great to see you back in the winner's circle and group racing, Brett. All the best for the Sale Cup final. Okay, thank you. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. And the second trainer joining us on this morning's show is Glenn Dainton, who puts the polish on Black Impala. And, of course, Glenn joined us a few weeks ago when he took out the Hume Cup. Can you take out the Sale Cup, Glenn? That may be a bit harder, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, a bit of a... It might be a bit of a hard challenge, that one. I don't know. We'll just see how we go, I suppose. It's a bit of a concern, that first corner for us. So we'll give it our best shot, but, uh, yeah... I'm not sure about that. Oh, well, you never know. Uh, he got up at $7.30 in the Hume Cup, so you just don't know. Sometimes the surprise is just around the corner, but he looked lost going into the first turn, Glenn. Um, you probably could expect some improvement on that now he knows where he's going. Yeah, that's right. Look, he's always a bit funny on those first turns. On any track, he sort of eases up a little bit. So, um, yes, yeah, I'll exceptionally sharp on that first corner, which is, Probably my main concern going into the race is that first corner. We need to realistically be a couple of lengths in front of that field, which is probably impossible um, to get around <laughs> and sort of <laughs> to have a chance, I think. So, yeah. But, yeah, look, we'll give it a go. We'll give it our best shot. And who knows? Dog racing, you never know, do you? You don't know. Um, Black Impala, he ran at a 6.12 to the first mark, equal with Neo Cleo. So, I mean, you probably don't want to be going head-to-head with Neo Cleo, but that's probably going to be the best-case scenario because he's so consistent early. Yeah, probably it might have been nicer if uh, Neo Cleo might have been on the outside of him. Yes. <laughs> she sort of, I think she wants to push towards the rail a bit, so it might have held him in when he went to fly out him. She might have held him in a bit to um, save him going out so wide. So, yeah, look, I think, uh, look, probably Neo Cleo, Mooney on corner, those sort of dogs, they might have the edge on us on this, this race, I think. But, but, like I said, we'll give it our best shot. Of course. And, look, Black Impala's been racing in terrific form. You can't take anything away from him. Like I said, mentioned, oh, won the Hume Cup. He ran second in the Bold Trees. He's been running on very strong in his races as well. So if he does have a bit of an opening, um, you might, you know, you've got the strength at the end. You might have a bit of luck that way as well. Yeah, that's right. Look, he's certainly, I mean, look, the last couple of months we can't fold him. He's, he's really... You know, he's at his career best at the moment, so that's right. If we were sitting sort of maybe second or third, we might be lucky enough to get a good place or something like that. So, yeah, we just need a lot of luck, and, um, yeah, that's all we can sort of hope for, I think. And, and Box 7, Glenn, um, he's, he's got a great record from out wide. Um, he's had four wins from Box 7. But yeah, is lucky that... 7. Yeah. <laughs> Would you pref- uh... prefer to see <laughs> yeah, him inside, or are you happy drawn out there? Um. Normally, I'd say, yeah, outside would be probably better for him. But at sale, I think we would have preferred probably an inside box, just like I say, just to hold him in so he can't go out wide. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he'll try and muster up really quick early because he's on the outside of the dog. So he'll sort of try and round the dogs up as quick as he can. That seems to be his trade. And try and get in front of them all. But he's moving too quick then when he hits that corner. So, yeah, box seven, maybe at sale mightn't have been his favourite box. But, yeah. No. No. We'll just give it a go. And, and the 10 days, Glenn, between heat and final um, yep. can pose a challenge for some trainers. We've spoken yep. to Brett Mackey earlier. He's He's been quite comfortable and very happy with that 10-day turnaround. What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, no, that's perfect. Like, yeah, I was really happy as well. Like, it's a perfect lead-up for us. Um, obviously, just a, a little bit of a, a sprint somewhere between that and the 10 days in the middle there. Um, but, no, look, I'm happy with that 10-day break. It's good for him, as long as he doesn't forget the track. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, now, Glenn, last time we spoke to you, you were down yeah. walking Black Impala after his Hume Cup win and a wallaby got up. Um, That's right. So, this time I was a bit smarter this time. I thought I'll wait till I finish the call with you before we do that. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, that's right. That might have been the, uh, that was a Hume Cup. That's right. Yeah, he did see one. It was a bit of a, a surprise. I'm trying to, trying to talk to you on the phone and try and hold the dog and the wallabies coming towards me. So, and, and not yeah. get pulled into the river. That's right. And try and sort of make sense for conversation. So, yeah, yeah it was hard. <laughs> no, it was, it all made for good radio. So, I um, appreciate no, your no. time again, Glenn, and look all the best no, of luck fine. in the final. No, thank you very much. It's the expert pick, Simone's Run of the Week. That time again, Simone, who makes the run of the week? Well, Trent, I think this is the first time ever it's been a three-way tie, but um, these three greyhounds in their respective uh, grades and distances, we can't go past Poke the Bear last Saturday night at the Meadows. Um, It's being dubbed the run of the year. It was a phenomenal run, so he deserves it. Toy's son, after his remarkable maiden win, on Wednesday at the Meadows, and a greyhound called Cash Point running a 25.01 at Ballarat on Wednesday night from coming well off the speed. I thought it was a terrific run also. So I'm going to do a three-way tie just to confuse everyone and mix it up a little bit. You're getting a bit uh, soft as we near 100 shows. You can't single out a winner. I don't know if I'm being soft. I'm being maybe realistic. I don't know. Diplomatic. Diplomatic, that's the word. (laughs) Uh, Last week's Dog to Follow. So last week's dog to follow was It's a Friendy, Frenzy in the Vic Bread final at Cranbourne on Wednesday night. It didn't manage, manage to fill a place. It started a $1.20 favourite, trained by Angela Jackson. No luck there. But Angela's mum, Jackie Greeno, won it with Isn't She Sassy, who I mentioned last week as well. So um, good to see it go somewhere there to the Greeno family. It was a mother-daughter battle. Who's your dog to follow? Pepper Tide. It's had seven starts with four wins and a placing. It won its first distance race at Sandown over the 7.15 in a 41.85. And uh, that was off the back of a 5.95 metre win at Sandown in 34.25. And also Toy Sun. I think we'll all be keeping an eye on Toy Sun. Now you're making the punters wait for your best bet. Uh, Neo Cleo in the Sale Cup final. I am getting soft, aren't I? Mm-hmm. Going with the obvious favourite. Um, he will, I think, start the favourite. But he's a track specialist. Plenty of early pace and racing in terrific form there. So Neo Cleo. Okay, what's coming up, Simone? Silver Chief heats tonight. Uh, Trent, Sale Cup Boxing Day. Warrigal Cup heats aren't far away either. So still plenty of racing action. Simone, we will say keep those tails wagging. It's been a, a tremendous year. We've still got one show left for the year. But uh, thank you for everything this year and you have a Merry Christmas. Yeah, you too and all our listeners, I hope they have a a safe and happy Christmas as well. We'll be uploading the best of today's Talking Greyhounds to rsn.net.au.